Welcome to Politics in the Pulpit, a joint public issues team podcast. My name's Dave Hardman and I'm the Methodist team leader of JPIT. And you join us as we reflect on the gospel reading for the fourth Sunday in Advent. Tell Out My Soul is a perennial favourite of many of the churches I've ministered at. Sung throughout the year and during Advent, Timothy Dudley Smith's word and Walter Gretarex's tune, Woodlands, combine for a right good sing. The hymn is a paraphrase of Mary's song recorded in the first chapter of Luke, where Mary is visiting her relative Elizabeth. Even if familiarity doesn't breed contempt, there is still a danger with it. And in the case of Tell Out My Soul, the danger is that we do not engage with the real challenge that these words represent to our world view. The Joint Public Issues team has a hope for society where the poorest and most marginalised are at the centre. Let us hear this reading from Luke chapter 1 and listen for what God is saying in the words of Mary. Luke chapter 1 verses 39 to 55 In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfilment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever. We hear so much in our politics today about levelling up, a great promise that those communities that feel left behind will experience an economic upturn that brings them into line with more affluent areas. Is levelling up the same as placing the marginalised and the poor at the centre of a society? Is levelling up what Mary sings about in the Magnificat when she sings? He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. Nuance here is important. It could be argued that levelling up is about bringing people into the centre. Whereas our hope talks of a society where the marginalised and poorest are at the centre. Mary talks about God bringing the powerful down from their thrones, not moving everyone towards them. Jesus not only brought marginalised people into the centre, he made them the centre. Bartimaeus is sitting by the roadside as Jesus passes. He cries out to try and get Jesus' attention, is told by the crowd that Jesus would not want to be bothered with him. Yet Jesus stops 
and calls the man right into the centre of the crowd and says, What is it that I can do for you? There is a real sense in which those of privilege, the crowd bustling around him, are brought down. Bartimaeus is asked what would satisfy him, and he is filled with good things. Perhaps what is not so nuanced is that Jesus is quite prepared to send the rich away empty. This can be more challenging for us. The rich young ruler comes to Jesus and asks what he must do to inherit eternal life. The man is proud that he has kept the commandments, but when Jesus challenges him to sell all his possessions and give to the poor, he goes away sad. As churches, we do not want to send anyone away. We want to have a message that all are welcome, that God's love is for all. However, God's levelling up is more of a challenge to those who have and those who occupy the centre. Part of the problem is that we more easily recognise the privilege of others than our own. It is hard to recognise that God calls us to set aside our riches and privilege. For many of us, God's levelling up is more about being brought low. The Incarnation is the great example of the centre travelling to the margins. The Messiah is not found in the palaces and corridors of power of the day, but in the womb of an unmarried teenager, entering the world in the stable of an inn. Mary's song of praise recognises that the greatness of God is revealed in the Incarnation, as Jesus is born not in the centre that the world recognises, but makes the margin central by choosing her. As Christians, we are called to discipleship to follow Jesus. This includes the basic truth of the Incarnation, that we need to readjust where we perceive the centre to be. In the story of Bartimaeus, the question Jesus asks of him always intrigues me. What is it I can do for you? Many of us would believe we know what a blind man would want. He would want to see, it seems obvious. Yet this is only obvious when we allow our position at the centre to shape our world view. Jesus asks the question so that Bartimaeus' voice is heard, so that his desire is taken into account. And by doing this, he is truly at the centre after being marginalised for so long. As local churches, we are ideally based in communities to ask the question, what is it we can do for you? We may hear the answers we assumed we would, or we may be greatly surprised, but either way, we shift the centre away from power and privilege and put the marginalised and the poor firmly at the centre. Thank you for joining this Politics in the Pulpit podcast brought to you by the Joint Public Issues team. Thanks to Cathy Bird for reading the words of the Gospel. We have one more in our mini-series as we reflect on our Christmas services.